my old hometown and I'm just having a ball here. Oh my god, I love Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually calling you from Los Angeles today. Los Angeles, okay. Um, yes. Well, and this is a- so Venus and Gemini, which I'm getting ready to talk about for this episode, because uh, we're both in two different locations than we are normally in. You are normally in San Diego, I'm normally in Chico. And now we've changed. And this is a major theme of June with Venus. We're making a lot of lane changes. We are making lane changes. You're absolutely right. And actually, tomorrow on the 8th, Venus goes into Gemini. So what can we do to prepare for that? Well, it's happening already. I mean, we've had the sun in Gemini for a while. Mercury's been through. So we've, we've, they set the tone for for Gemini, but remember with Venus, Venus is, think of what you love to do, what you take pleasure in doing, not necessarily about, you know, what the sun's agenda is or Mercury's agenda is. Okay, so, but I still think road trips or air travel, flying, it is an air sign, Gemini, that Venus delights in planning the next trip or where is she going you know what she what's she going to do this summer she makes her plans for the rest of the season don't forget that the seasonal changes right before the solstice that's another thing we celebrate in june is you're making uh you're ending one season and you're getting ready to begin the next and so you're setting your sights on okay how am i going to put this together and i think with venus and gemini coming into this solstice period um that our mind is really going to be on, okay, what, um, where are we going? Uh, is it going to be a road trip? Is it going to be an air trip? Uh, is it going to be a mind trip? <laughs> and it's all in time for the summer vacations that we're planning right now, and we're all anxious to, uh, to break free from, from our regular routine. So that sounds very much like the energy you're speaking to. Right. And I'm reminded that um, Gemini... Gemini wants us to be light and breezy and easy and uh, not too heavy, not too deep. Uh, There was that song way back when, um, uh, something about stick me in the shallow water before I sink too deep or something. Oh, yeah. And I I thought of Gemini with that. Um, Just let's keep it kind of light. Okay, um, but well, don't forget well, that Venus. We've had, we've had a lot of wet 
and you <laughs> right. know, kind of getting out of the cancer energy there. So go yeah. Venus. Yeah, so she's now, getting into Gemini. Who are some of the folks with, with Venus and Gemini? What celebrities do we look for? Uh, you know, okay, so you know what I found? It, it was like, okay, Venus and Gemini, you're going to either go on a road trip or you're going to get in a plane and fly. And with Venus and Gemini, what really came up was so many well-known aviators who took to the skies. I mean, Amelia Earhart, the first female uh, solo uh, flight across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, her, her plane did disappear, and her remains have not yet been found. But she, I think they will be. She was hailed early on, not only as a woman of, of great uh, courage, you know, to do, to take on these these things that most people would not even think of to do, like flying solo over the Atlantic, um, and and just her aviation history in general and her knowledge and skill, uh, also as a writer and an advisor and a role model to future female aviators. So I think of her, and then what followed after her were people like John Glenn, who was on the Gemini, an astronaut, he was a bona fide astronaut, he was in the Gemini, uh, it was even called the Mercury program that he was in, um, Richard Branson, the creator of Virgin Air, and now Virgin Galactic, he is also Venus in Gemini, so you see, there, I mean, there's the list goes on, but just to answer you briefly, what kind of people do we find with Venus and Gemini? They like to be in the air. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Well, I love that. That's exciting. So, yeah, maybe we should plan a trip. Um, anybody else to mention? Anyone who's not an aviator? Well, sure. I mean, people who have a way with words. Gemini is driven by the need to share information one way or another. Um, Bob Dylan, you could say, had a way with words. Oh, yes, he did. Cat uh, Stevens, another one from that era who I loved, but I also not just loved his music, but also his lyrics. I thought there was... Masterful, and who can't forget Moonshadow, um, and and Morning Has Broken, and just some of the more and, and and Peace Train. I mean, some of his words were also pretty uh, amazing, and but the more controversial wordsmith, I would say, not so much that they were his words, they were someone else's words, but he had an overwhelming need to bring them forward. Julian Assange, who uh, is yes. in the news in the right news now. These days, that's right. So, can you, very serious charges. So, uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So he's facing the consequences of his need, though, with that Gemini. He also has a Scorpio moon. So, uh, and I know Edward Snowden had that. Um, Gemini Scorpio combination as well and just to say that I've seen that combination have to do um, a very engaging soulful struggle with keeping things silent or or blowing the whistle and letting them out 
Yes. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Julian this month. And, um, you know, considering a couple of more of the aspects, I, I saw that on the 15th of June, the moon is going to oppose Venus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and we had the moon... You know, we started the month out in on June 1st with the moon conjunct Venus, but they were still in Taurus then. But it was like they were really, really delighting in the fruits of the earth and their awesome display of loving and supportive and feminine energy then, okay? Um, Taurus. But as we have gone through this first part of June and even the last part of May, um, we have had... Um, just really, I will say politically, uh, very controversial acts against women's bodies with the abortion laws that are now in place in so many states, the anti-abortion, I mean, laws that are in place in so many states. And this is a real issue of the time, Venus and Gemini. Um, it's time for this to become a more of a... Uh, well-known uh, threat to freedom, to people's individual well, I freedom. I more of that in the news this month than definitely with um, the Venus and Gemini energy, with people speaking up for those rights. Yeah, and I mean, it Gemini's nothing if not a sign that speaks up, right? That's right, that's right. Well, that's great. So and I think you're going to see the twins, you know, engaging... Uh -huh. I, my favorite image for the twins from mythic astrology was always the Boxer Boys, which is a uh, Minoan painting from, yeah, from the ancient Minoan culture that existed on Crete and Santorini. And these Boxer Boys, they're two young boys boxing. There's a great deal of love between them. They're like the siblings, the constellation, the twins. But there's also such a competitive nature because in Gemini you are dealing with the self and the not self um, and this idea that the not self could extinguish you or threaten you so there's always a little tug of war going on between the two uh, but anyway I what you had asked me before I, I just thought I would mention that that image. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's one of the few human signs or one of the few signs that are depicted by humans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's why I like the Boxer Boys because they're reminiscent of the later Castor and Pollux or Romulus and Remus, the two in Greece and Rome. They were two brothers, again, who were at... Uh, in, in great love with one another and also great competition and uh, fear that the other one was going to extinguish one of them. And so there's that ongoing little duel. And it's funny, when I talk to people in their charts, certain planets in Gemini that show up, certain configurations will always make me ask, did you have a sibling and how did that relationship go? And almost always... Uh, the answer is, oh yeah, um, well, we've worked it out now, <laughs> we're, we're grown-ups no. now, but there's probably always still a little tinge of that early reaction, like, oh, okay, do I trust him entirely, is he going <laughs> to, you know? Classical sibling rivalry. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So we take 
take that Venus in Gemini energy, and towards the end of the month, there's an opposition on the 23rd. Venus in Gemini opposing Jupiter in Sagittarius. Right. I think this is a place where the higher mind has to come in and take over. Uh, Jupiter can help. He, Jupiter's in Sagittarius, which is its own uh, ruling sign, so to speak. And um, with Venus in Gemini, I think part of the problem during this period for people might be that there's too many choices and you're going spinning around and you're spinning your wheels in too many different directions. And I think it's going to take Jupiter's strength and uh, magnetic pull to help you refocus that arrow that you're pointing. In what direction were you going now? Okay, quit taking these deviations off the highway. You were on a road, remember? Where are you going? Um, it's okay to stop and fill up, get gas. I've just been on a road trip, so I can talk to you about the... The, the frequent little stops that are needed to get out, but also quick. You make them quick. Don't make them long-term distractions, otherwise you'll never get to where you're going. So that Jupiter is really helping the Venus and Gemini focus, yes. focus on a long-term goal. Right. And, uh, right. Really, right, make a choice even at that point, right? And I think to, because... To Venus, look, Venus and Gemini, or even many Gemini people in Gemini, can sell you anything. You'll buy anything. It sounds so good. It looks so good. Venus is going, oh, I want that. I want that. Look. And Jupiter might be the voice of reason or the higher mind saying, is that really what you want? Is that really what you're buying? <laughs> okay. Um, it's okay if you say... Yes, it is really what I'm buying. That's what I want. But just be aware, and this is the theme I see repeating through the month with Venus and Gemini, with because there's a square to Neptune as well. Um, your heart really may be set on getting that particular thing that you're going after, and in the end, it may you may come to see later that what was I thinking? Why did I need that? Where did I, why did I go there? But I think. <laughs> yeah, but I think sure. this time is about, yeah, we've all been there, you're right. I think this time, though, is about realizing that if you are making a choice that turns out maybe it wasn't really in your best interest, that you were passionately feeling that that's the way you needed to go at the time, and it wasn't wrong. That's good to know. So as we end the month, what should we expect? So one more thought about the Venus and Gemini and all the Sagittarius energy coming in and the, the squares and the oppositions this month because she's having an opposition from the Moon, from Ceres, and from Jupiter. Three oppositions this month who are probably guiding her to get back on track, back on path. Um, but I will say this, that... Um, that she is going where she's going. You know, she she is th thoroughly convinced that she's going the right way. And uh, that I think that those, those influences are actually good in the long run. The Sagittarius is really going to help point her back in the direction she knows she needs to be. Um, but um, 
the main thing I saw with this, a few situations happening was that when you are telling your story, which Venus and Gemini is a great storyteller, they want to talk about what's going on for them, um, that instead of people just listening, you will have somebody significant in your life try to turn you into another direction or try to not go along with where you're going in, this, in the journey. And I think that too easily, if the Venus isn't strong enough, she can be talked out of it, even though she needs to rely on her own intuition, and which she has pretty strongly in Gemini. It's just there's always the two voices, the other voice, and sometimes she can drive herself crazy trying to listen to both. So, right. just well, that Venus and Gemini definitely lives in the head and in the air. Yeah. So I but, think we all do that that self talk and and run in circles. Right. So exactly. That'll be good to be very mindful of not letting ourselves get stuck in that way for the month of June. Right. Exactly. So then, guess what? Early July, July 3rd, Venus leaves Gemini and goes into Cancer just in time for the 4th of July weekend and all the celebrations, because what is Cancer? That's right, our red, white, and blue, stars and stripes. Well, it's the home, the family, it's food, get-togethers. I mean, for many people, family get-togethers and reunions really center around food, if you think about it. Um, and that's even, you know, even if you never see the family but once a year or less, there's always food involved and there's usually some kind of, like, bringing the tribe back together. So the 4th of July weekend, whatever tribe you're a part of, it may not be your family of birth. It may be that you're going to a rock concert on the East Coast. It may be that you're... Um, visiting with friends in another city. It may be that you're celebrating um, something else in your life, a milestone, for instance, um, and that you're pulling people together that are the ones you feel closest to. So uh, that's the little preview for Venus going into July, but it's time, July is the time to really connect with the people that make you feel good and that you feel like you're part of the tribe. We have a lot to look forward to. Sounds like we're going to be staying busy this month, thinking a lot, going through different ideas, different options, different paths. Yeah. Making plans for a nice vacation, whether it's Fourth of July or beyond, or even something in in June. But uh, it sounds like a busy month, but it sounds like the energy is really positive. And like you said earlier, lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So I think we could all use a little bit of lightheartedness. And one more thought, you're right. There's a lot of busyness and a lot of choices and a lot of opportunities. It's almost like a smorgasbord buffet. And if you try to eat everything that's offered, you're going to get an upset tummy. So maybe be more (laughs) mindful of the choices that are being offered and ask yourself if that's really what you want to say yes to. Because there will be, and and also Gemini is very spontaneous. It can turn on a dime. So, like, be keep your mind open to um, flexing and changing 
but don't be so flexible and changeable that you you can't be counted on to keep your word or to uh let's say i mean words are very important with gemini you say something and um if you can't be trusted to keep your word that's a flaw that's a, a very serious flaw for a gemini for with any planet in gemini it's um a serious flaw for anyone but gemini is the one that is the sign of words so you have to really speak only what you intend to follow up on and uh as to the best of your ability i mean obviously things happen <laughs> and things can change suddenly for that are like totally out of your control and that's acceptable but what i mean is don't just say you're going to be there and then not be there on a consistent basis yeah and children children are the most sensitive to that children are very feel even if you're raising them to the best of your ability if you say you're going to be at their event whatever that event is and then suddenly you you know then you can't be there you know they feel very offended by that they feel very they do it, it challenges their notion of trust which they're just starting to build and and it's important to help our children feel safe right and that's why building that trust is very critical so right that's great to keep in mind well so we've got a like a lot of light hardness light more listeners to this podcast uh always read the blog too because there's different information covered in each thing we can't talk about everything that's in the blog but if you read the blog you'll have the dates of the most important venus aspects of the month written down and you can you can have it right there on your computer screen saved it and you know check back throughout the month on it and of course to get that to arrive to your inbox on the first Friday of every month just sign up for our newsletter online. And that website Ariel is sophiavenus.com. Sophia with a p h s o p h i a v e n u s.com. And we'd love to have you and hear your feedback. We would really love to get your feedback. Thanks so much for your time, Ariel. Always a pleasure. Thank you Have for great, your time, Catherine, time and enjoy Fe. enjoy LA and I will enjoy Santa Fe and we will meet again soon. Okay, maybe in Chico next month. See you Take in care, July Ariel. in uh, for first Friday in Chico. It got my-